0: We're just going to keep that in. Hey thanks it's Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just, just Cool.
1: <laughs> this is so difficult with the delay and everything. By the time I'm done talking, I'm still talking to you.
0: It's all good. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. And I was kind of so nervous nice. about the feedback too. Like I thought there would be like some like weird noises going on, but yeah. everything looks A1. So, awesome. hey boo things, welcome back to the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 14, I believe it is. I think it's exactly 2 weeks since we started the Quarantine Spooky Story Special. Nice. And it is my birthday today. Yay! So, excited. what are your plans for your birthday, Rebecca? So, I'm going to Clubhouse today. <laughs> you know, very pop and club uh, in my wonderful abode. Um, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to my parents for a little bit, see them. Uh, my mom's making uh, this bomb stuffed shells with Ooh. this really nice like Asian sesame salad. That I'm not a big salad person, but she somehow makes it like this amazing tasty salad it's probably super unhealthy so it's like not even a salad but it's so good (laughs) um and then of course dessert and stuff and then mike said that he has a surprise for me so we will see what that surprise is he's very creative so i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of interested to see what what's gonna happen what's gonna play out especially because like there's nothing really you can do like right now he's at walmart so I don't know what he's doing at Walmart besides possibly getting coronavirus from the random people at Walmart. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it's the effort, I guess, you know? Yeah. But uh what are you doing in celebration of my birthday?
1: Oh, I am going to the grocery store.
0: Woo!
1: Pick up those Woo!
0: essentials, those non-perishables.
1: Yep, you know it. And your Stock diet cook. Might fuck around, see if they have some eggs.
0: <laughs> Mike was like do we have eggs in the house I was like I don't think so he goes we don't have some from a while ago I'm like Michael you do not eat old eggs if they've been yeah, in if the- we the- had old
1: eggs you wouldn't want them yeah
0: ex- exactly I'm like we don't typically eat eggs so I didn't buy them I just bought like a bunch of canned shit like a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago so we're still stocked up from like when I, I bought like five hundred dollars worth of groceries for this thing this holy shit yeah this shit's expensive i'm like adulting sucks having to buy food all the time and i know it's the worst yeah but all right um so before we go on and on and on let's just get right into the story shall we lil let's do it all right you want to start us off i shall all right
1: so this one has a bit of a long title it's possible paranormal experience in the welsh valleys 2018 abandoned old home and barnyard built somewhere in 1890s maybe
0: I wonder what it's about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Some of them are so, like, ominous. Like, don't knock on the walls. They knock back. Yeah. Mom said I was killed by a train. This just gives us the whole thing. Okay. So this one is, like, a kind of a longer one, but it's good. All right. Okay. So it starts with, okay, so I'll outright admit I am a 13-year-old Welsh boy who lives in the southern Wales Valleys stretching from eastern... Carmarthenshire to western Monmouthshire inside a West Glamorgan area to give a little area. This was a group of me and four friends, all average built boys, fast runners, and strangely good climbers and free runners. I'll call one boy, I'll call boy one Ace, boy two Mick Shane, and boy three Jones. All right. (laughs) It was somewhere during the summer of 2018 and we walked for about Three hours, a a large hill, and back down the other side just to go for a walk because we got bored of our local village. We stumbled across this old ruin and abandoned a farmhouse with an old brick stable. What could possibly go Go wrong? wrong. (laughs) The design looked to be pre-World War I. Uh, Let's see. He said that there's a picture below. Now, me and Ace thought it would be a good idea to explore this place. Oh, genius idea, of course. (laughs) So we all jumped the gate and went inside because the door was missing. There was a first floor, second floor, basement, and an attic put into the roof. We were looking around at all the broken furniture and rotted walls, etc., until we heard a loud crash on the second floor Me, Ace, and Jones wouldn't go up because we were shitting bricks, (laughs) (laughs) so McShane decided to go up on his own. He did go up and found what was previously a neatly stacked pile of old chairs flung everywhere and broken apart and then called us up to have a look. Mm. Now, at the time, we thought nothing of it, but now that I think about it, the chairs couldn't have fallen over in such a way because they were in everything part of the room so cut forward a bit until we were just vibing and chilling out just vibing (laughs) just vibing chilling out until a sort of clapping noise but not like a traditional clapping noise it sounded distorted as if someone was playing a broken record player it just repeated over and over again straight away without fail for about three to four seconds coming from the barnyard we rushed to have a look having the courage to do so and the barn was a completely open place. All we found was broken bricks and shit, and then the same noise from the house. McShane and Jones checked it out while me and Ace stayed in the barnyard because it happened there. At the time, we hadn't a clue what it was. Being cocky 12 year olds, we thought we could overpower anything. They claim when they went in, the chairs were neatly stacked again. So at this point, we booked it because we didn't stack those chairs. We jumped the fence and legged it. Now I think that legged it might be like a kind of like a Welsh slang for run. Like oh, we legged it. We legged it. You know what it. I mean?
0: That's, yeah, that's no, that's definitely such a like European thing for sure. <laughs>
1: I know the story is incredibly cliche and unoriginal, but it's what I experienced, and it scares me shitless. If anyone has an explanation or anything, that would be great.
0: That sounds like just like the stereotypical like paranormal activity, just straight up, no explanation, yeah. no way to debunk it, just you know, just straight up paranormal activity, and like exactly. very, like, I feel like, like I feel like the way he's describing it is like such a European style. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I could just picture, it. I could just picture the scenery and like where he was in that moment, you know?
1: Like, just all green grass in the middle of a field with Mm -hmm. like a spooky little house, like a movie.
0: A random little like sheep or something like in the distance, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I can play this out perfectly in my head. When you were talking, like, I literally had my eyes closed the whole time and I was just like trying to imagine it and I could just, it had like Hansel and Gretel vibes for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that type of feel. Okay. So my story is titled Encounter with a Demon. So I thought I'd share a story of when I was 11 or 12 or so living in an apartment with my family. My mom had always told me that I was gifted. I could always feel energies. I had dreams of things that would come to happen. I wouldn't say I'm a medium or anything. I've never communicated with spirits. More so, I'd say I attract them. We hopped apartments a lot when I was younger, and no matter where we went, an entity would immediately find me. I'd have recurring nightmares, see figures, be scratched, etc. You could say spirits like to pick on me. Another random fact that will come into play later. I had bright blue eyes like my mother. We moved into this apartment, and things immediately went very, very poorly. I had a dream that lasted only seconds. I was in a bright white room, and there was this beast on the ceiling, and it looked like into my eyes and roared. It was so incredibly loud. I woke up and my mom and her boyfriend at the time had rushed to my aid because they heard me let out a scream that sounded like a deep full-grown man's scream, not a prepubescent boy's. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes turned hazel with brown splotches that have been that have been that way ever since that experience. Holy shit. Yeah. I was terrified. We moved me into my big brother's room. That night, I felt a presence, opened my eyes, and saw a shadowy figure reach out and try to grab me. I sprinted out of the room and slept next to my mom or on the couch in the living room from then on, but I always felt watched from the hallway leading to my bedroom. Another thing that happened was when I was laying in bed with my mom and her boyfriend, she looked up and saw a little girl in a petticoat standing in the hallway. He saw it too. I was asleep and only knew this because they told me years later. Anyhow, everyone was being terrorized for months, and eventually we had enough. We hired someone to come in, and she immediately detected a demonic presence. She had informed us that the building used to be a medical waste facility. They dispose of and store blood in the basement, that sort of thing. My mom has told me since that she was able to confirm this detail, but to be truthful, I never asked how. Thinking about it and speaking out this incident brings me terrible feelings. Anyhow, she blessed the place, and it didn't really do anything. We tried writing scripture on the walls and this sort of highlighter stuff that you can only see in UV light. We put up some crosses, that sort of thing. It just really pissed it off. We eventually moved out and my mom clearly uh, said uh, when we left, we're leaving, you're not allowed to follow us. I've never had another experience with the spirit ever since. A friend of mine says that she's a medium, I'm not sure what I believe about this sort of thing told me that maybe god maybe a spirit maybe myself walled myself off spiritually from my gift i think maybe that it was the same spirit tormenting me my entire life up until that point when i think about this tears immediately begin pouring from my eyes i'm 20 now and this was easily one of the most turbulent times of my life but i figured it would intrigue some of you wow so i wanted to read the story so i read this story a few episodes ago but I know you haven't listened to all them and I just thought yeah. that this part with the hazel eyes turning blue that that's getting me every time I read this story I've read this several times it gives me chills yeah that the fact that she had or he had these beautiful blue eyes that were resembling of the moms and after that experience they turned like a hazel with brown splotches <laughs>
1: It's scaring me. Imagine just waking up and you look completely different for the rest of your life. Yeah, like imagine
0: that. And this was happening when he was eleven or twelve, and I feel like your eye color doesn't change at that point. Like no. I, I know that most people are born with like blue eyes technically, and then like they change over time, but mm-hmm. I don't know. This is it was it, this story is just always gets me. It's just such a weird story, so I want to read it to you. Yeah.
1: Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I love that one. That's, that's a, that's a good one. I know someone who every time she moves into
0: a new apartment and she stages it every time. Yeah. It's smart. That's a smart thing to do. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Especially cause you don't know what was there beforehand. You don't know who was there before that. What was exactly. on the property. All right.
1: So this one is a Swedish gnome ghost story. Have you read this one?
0: No, I can't okay. say I have.
1: Okay. So, for reference, I live in Sweden, and my family is very anti-religious. The house we live in is fairly old, dating back around 100 years. My dad is a very productive person and always gets new hobbies on the fly. One day, he decided to start a bee farm in our backyard. When you take care of a bee, you you need a room that is very clean to keep out bacteria from the honey. He decided to use our shed in the backyard, which is very small. The room can fit about two people. In the room, we have one desk, which has a couple of drawers in it. In those drawers, we we keep all the necessary equipment when making the jars of honey. So my dad had to put the labels on each jar of honey, which is a very tedious process. The labels are on a huge scroll about the size of an average adult's small arm in diameter. Me and my dad were putting labels on jars for about 30 minutes before he goes outside for about 10 seconds to grab some air. I can see him the entire time. When he goes he puts the scroll on top of the desk. During this time I was watch During this time I was watching I took out my phone. When he comes back in we proceed to start again but from nowhere he asks me where I put the scroll. I tell him that he put the scroll on top of the desk but it's not there. Without the scroll of labels we couldn't continue working. We start looking all over the room and nothing. As I described earlier, the room was a ti- was tiny, which is why it's so odd for it to disappear. We searched everywhere, behind the desk, in each drawer, outside, but still nothing. This happened about a year ago, and it's still freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, this is, yeah, right? Usually when me and my family experience something paranormal, we blame it on something logical and ignore it afterwards. But this incident cannot be explained. There mm-hmm. is seriously nowhere for it to have disappeared to, and that's what's freaking me out. Even in the unlikely event of it rolling outside, me and my dad would have easily spotted it or just heard the scroll. Mm. Moral of the story, gnomes might still exist in Sweden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Swedish thing. Just Swedish thing. <laughs> just Swedish thing. <laughs> I'm part Swedish. Hey, Are you? I'm part gnome. Oh my gosh. I, you know what? I love the Swedish culture, though. Like I feel like every person I've encountered... That is from Sweden, or they have Swedish descent, or like the nicest people. It's insane. Yeah, my
1: my mom's mom is Swedish, I think. And she makes these Swedish pancakes that are, they're basically crepes. But they're Ooh. so good. Oh, God. I'll get the recipe and I'll make some for you for your birthday in a month. That is,
0: Or in a year, depending on when we get out. God only knows at this point. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, 18 months. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know what? I want to spend you know what 2020 is just like a trial for 2021 2021 is the year have it's you my year. mom
1: sent me this picture and it was a car with the bumper all taped up and everything and it said if 2020 was a car
0: <laughs> literally literally <laughs> i'll though, post it on our page just ghoulie things podcast def, definitely do our memes are fire i have to say like if there's one thing i'm proud of with this podcast is the memes that we post on our instagram page Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. I got to get back into making the original memes. Everybody, hit me up if there's a meme topic you want me to cover. I'll make one. You should make That'll... more of the Baby
0: Yodas. Can never uh, go wrong yes, with Baby Yoda. Oh, I made Yoda. a Baby Yoda one. You did. I know, I know. But you got to make more. Okay, I'll do it. Can never go wrong with Baby Yoda. Never gets old. Nope. All right, so my next story is called Encounter with an Unknown Entity. Okay. Hello, wonderful people. So this is my first story. I've been attracted towards the occult succubus and stuff since I was a teenager currently I'm 25 but I've never really had the courage to summon one so I always let it go as it used to scare me I don't fucking blame you you shouldn't be summoning anything like you should not be summoning a single thing all right this happened a couple of nights ago I had just dozed off in my bed and it was around 3 a.m. I was well versed with OBEs but I haven't had one in for years now as I just fell out of practice i had dozed off but my mind was still a little conscious suddenly i had a tugging feeling on my left foot after a couple minutes it was like someone was pulling the consciousness out of me the way you would feel during an obe eventually What's an OBE? i don't know let's oh out of body out of body experience oh i was looking at okay. that too and i'm like i know like i know these initials i just don't know what okay out of body experience for you guys Eventually, they tried to. They managed to pull me out, as in my physical body was still there, but I could see me leaving my body as if someone was pulling me out of the bed. Eventually, I was dragged out of bed lightly, and I thought I'd fall, but I was caught by something, and it let me down easily. It was a woman uh, with a pale complexion. She had bright blue hair, was quite thin, and something about her was very different. She told me some stuff, but all I can remember is her telling me that she had been with a lot of men. Okay, <laughs> weird flex, but okay. But, <laughs> but something about me was different, and that she likes me. Something about her scared me, and I eventually regained consciousness and woke up in my body. After I couldn't make sense of what was happening, I tried going back to sleep. After an hour, the same thing happened. This girl's thirsty. This time she tried to. This time she tried to bite me in my leg. The light kind of biting though. I gave her my hand subconsciously and she bit in that then. I could feel her razor sharp teeth and they weren't humans. She tugged me out of bed and told me that we should go. Then she put her hands Bitch on go my... away! I know, right? She put her head oh wait, she put her hands on my head, and in a second we were at some kind of bar. It had brown interiors, few people around. I could see her properly now and she was quite stunning electric blue hair and a pale complexion. She held my hands and I was even more scared and then I regained consciousness again. I woke up all sweaty and hurting, felt kind of tired for some reason. I prayed after that and I went back to sleep. This didn't last last. This didn't happen last night, so I slept. I want to know more about this. Kindly enlighten me. She had given me a name, I just can't recall it. My foot hurts right now where she took a hold of me subconsciously, and for some reason it was like she had kind of fallen for me the way she went about it. Please help me, people. Thanks and safe and stay safe, all of you. Wow. Yeah, that that's crazy shit. I have never heard an out of body experience like that ever. And this woman with blue hair just randomly biting on you, but like there seems to be like some sort of sexual attraction, like. Are you about to smash a ghost? Like <laughs> Is quarantine really getting to us that much that we're just we're just banging ghosts? We're out just here. we're just looking at things different. Like there's like I now I'm showing you TikToks, right? I sent you that TikTok last night. Yeah. And there's this one TikTok there's like this TikTok theme and it's like Um, I forgot what the song is, but like, it's pretty much people just staring at like random, like cartoon characters or like characters on boxes of food. And they're looking at it as like, damn, like, why am I so attracted to you now? And it's like, the like, um, like the Arm and Hammer guy or the Mr. Clean guy, um, Mrs. Buttersworth, the maple syrup and shit. (laughs) I'm like, and the people are like day 14 of quarantine and this person's turning me on. It's like, oh my God, Goodbye. Goodbye. This is what quarantine is doing to all of us. Holy
1: shit. Have you seen, I want to see your quarantine titties. (laughs)
0: Did you just make that up?
1: No, I didn't. It was a Tinder message someone got that said, yo, let me see your quarantine titties.
0: That is amazing. (laughs) Whoever, whoever had that sent to them have better shown their quarantine titties or they are canceled for life okay
1: you know you know what i miss hearing is dicks out for harambe
0: oh my god rest in peace harambe oh my god that was just such a fucking robbery they need to do a documentary on that story fucking yeah, tiger I king harambe for life that kid's never gonna get a job because he's just gonna be known as the kid that was the reason why harambe got killed
1: he could have, like, three PhDs and roll into, like, be a waiter and be like, yeah, by the way, I'm the Harambe kid. They'd be like, nah, get
0: out, man. Nope, nope. Get out. I would I would make sure he never got a job. It will be my life's <laughs> journey once he is able to get a job to make sure he is never employed, ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck you, Harambe so kid. <laughs> okay, all right. Is my um, birthday my allowed to story. be mean? Let me live.
1: <clears throat> okay, uh... What did I see in my backyard that night when I was little? Have you done this one? Nope. Okay. So this happened when I was about nine or ten, but I can still remember it clearly as if it had only happened yesterday. One night, I don't remember what I was doing, but apparently I thought my mother had gone out somewhere without telling me. I was a bit of a clingy boy and always followed her around, so I started calling out to her, but no answer. The house was quiet. My father hadn't returned from work. I walked out of the front door to find the porch empty, and my mother was nowhere to be seen. Then I went to the back door. There was this overgrown empty land beyond the backyard. I called again, but then I saw, standing under the trees across the yard, were two silhouettes of a man and a woman that looked eerily like my parents. It was dark, so I could not make out any facial features whatsoever, but they were the exact copy of my parents. Nope. <laughs> I was about to run in to join them, but I hesitated because I was afraid of the dark. Same. So I called out to them instead to come to me. They did not answer, but the woman started waving and gesturing me eagerly to come to them. Nope. The man nope. was not doing anything. He was just standing still like a statue quietly watching me. I remember feeling that there was something off about them. They looked like my parents, despite the faceless feature. Yeah, that's
0: a... That's just a, I, definitely a giveaway.
1: Yeah. But at this time, they kind but at the same time, they gave me, they gave out this not so right vibe, and it scared me. That's why I did not go join them. I stood at the back door staring at them for a few seconds before I heard my actual mother's voice calling me from behind. You know what this is reminding me of is the other mother in
0: Coraline. Oh my God. Have you seen yes. Coraline?
1: Yes. I can That's see that. That's what it's reminding me of with like the creepy button eyes and everything okay anyways um
0: i love that movie and that book
1: i never read the book shockingly okay oh, sorry <laughs> uh, she had been in the attic with my brother i was really confused i thought i had just seen her across the yard when i told her what i had just seen she brushed it off as me seeing the neighbors who lived beyond the land we eventually moved out of the house when my dad found another job but whenever i think of that night it still gives me chills because I have no idea who or what they were and what they wanted from me. What would they have done if I had gone to join them in the dark? I told my friend about this, and he was sure those things were not my parents, but some evil entities. He also told me that children in general are far more sensitive and can perceive the presence of supernatural beings. If they were some kind of supernatural entities, what were they? Shadow people, shapeshifters, doppelgangers, or something far more sinister? The reason I decided to post this today was because I just had a... Phone conversation with my mom, and we were reminiscing about our old house back in the countryside. Has anyone experienced anything similar? So
0: what just happened there?
1: Yeah, uh, that that scares the i. And I can like picture the shadow too, just kind of like, ooh, <laughs> just like a dementia here. or some shit.
0: Yeah, but did they? Wait, I'm sorry did did he or she know how old they were?
1: Yeah, like nine or ten.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's and especially if they're resembling his parents little kids are vulnerable and they're just gonna believe anything they see most kids would probably go towards that and god only knows what would happen to them.
1: exactly and i feel like doppelgangers are rarely sinister so i think it might have been shadow people
0: or shapeshifters yeah that makes yeah. sense that makes sense
1: but you know i wasn't there i don't know enough about it yeah
0: yeah but oh, yeah
1: right. that one was that one kind of
0: got me that one, that's I was, just reason, i could picture it
1: For some reason, I was picturing it happening in my old house that I grew up in, which made it more personal, and now I'm kind of spooked. I was going to say, that's
0: a you problem, okay? I do do not try to personalize any of these stories, because I will not, not that I have any, I can't go anywhere anyway, but especially if I tried to picture it in my own home, I'd have to quarantine outside. Like, I'd be like, nope, not coming back into this place. Thank you. All right. My next story is titled jin slash shadow entity experiences. O- over the course of my life, I've fallen in and out of beliefs until finally arriving where I am today. I like to think of myself as a mystic in training. Mystics gather information from experience through various teachings and aren't held to a specific belief system. One of the beliefs I have found that explains a lot of experiences I've had is the jinn. Jinn are dark entities that live in a realm parallel and overlapping our own common realm. I encourage you to do your own research if you aren't familiar. I'm going to do my research after this episode because yeah. this, like this, was the first time I've ever heard this term. Um, they are part of Islamic belief, but they can be um, they can be examined without religious connotation. Sleep paralysis is a fairly common phenomena. In in the more extreme experiences, people often see things that are more than just hallucinations. They are relatively common examples of this are shadow people described as blacker than black. The Hat Man, one of the main shadow entities, the Old Hag, which is a decrepit Old Hag with evil intent, and the Incubus and and Succubus. Those are hard-ass words to say. Uh, (coughs) There are more, but these ones specifically are linked to Jin. I had no clue about Jin until after my first sleep paralysis encounter. I awoke and saw a set of decrepit hands reaching around the door and trying to push it open. An old, sinister hag crept towards me with her hands held in front of her. She walked to my bedside and put one hand on my forehead, one on my chin, leaned in, and kissed my mouth. Ew! Oh, hell no! Ha, ha! (laughs) Then she stood up while while still looking at me, walked backward into my closet while cackling quietly, and vanished. It wasn't (gasps) until one... It wasn't until later that week that I heard about the old hag, which is an ancient entity with links to gin. Recently, in my currently in my current residence, my girlfriend and I witnessed a shadow descend from toward our bedroom ceiling and rush out of our bedroom. Not sure if it's gin because we live in an old house and we definitely have ghost spirit activity here, but it reminds me of another experience. When I was young, my brother and I were laying down to sleep while dark events transpired in the next room. I think it attracted something because we watched a black shadow walk across the hall. The most abundant activity happened at our house near a creek during a dark time in my life. There were numerous sightings of these little shadow creatures that were sort of like cats but they maneuvered so quickly that they they appeared to have six legs and they might have. I remember reading something about them being similar in nature to Jin and having a connection to them. The sounds they made were either that of a woman or child that was screaming in pain or fear. It sounded human but very, but felt very much inhuman. These creatures harassed my dog at the time and could clear a six foot fence in a second or less. Oh god. Yeah. The way they moved was unlike any animal I've ever seen. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I this 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 uh story alone intrigues me, like, I want to look more into what Jin is, because that's creepy as fuck! (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like the belief system of mystics, that stuck out to me, too, because I definitely feel like my beliefs are constantly changing. And it's relative to, like, what my everyday experiences are. Like, one day I may believe in something, and then I find out about something else, and I'm like, oh, that's relative to my life, and like, so I I want to look into the mystic belief system as well, because I think that's very yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, that's not interesting. We should do
0: research on that. That'd be probably cool to do, like, an episode or something, even if it's, like, mm-hmm. part of an episode.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Lil, what's your next story?
1: All right. Uh, let me see. My grandfather is haunting my apartment. Please help. <laughs> Have you done this one? No. Okay. My grandfather is haunting my apartment, and I'm not sure what to do. It's not a negative haunting. In all my dreams going back at least 10 years, I die horrible deaths, and, and every dream is so vivid that when I wake up, it takes me a moment to distinguish that it was indeed a dream. Not only that, but it, but normally in dreams, you die and immediately wake up. I don't. My dreams continue, and I get to experience my death slowly. Then I simply shift into a new dream where I die again and again and again. Until eventually I wake up. But since the second year of his death, a few days ago, he keeps appearing in my dreams and guides me safely through them. I haven't died once, and despite the dreams being mostly horrific in nature, they always end pleasantly. Along with that, at night there have been noises, banging sounds, crashing sounds, but nothing has ever moved. And I ask the neighbors about the noise, but none of them have any clue what I'm talking about. I don't know what to make of this. I feel his presence. It's not malicious in any way. It feels positive. I want I want to have him around, but I know he needs to be sent to where he belongs. I just don't know what to do. We were very, very close. He was a father to me and my own personal hero. We didn't always see eye to eye, but I think that's what made us so close. And he never begrudged me for my views. I'm just lost. I've seen some things that science could never explain, but this is something I've never experienced before. I've never posted on Reddit before, just kind of lurked. <laughs> I guess if people are interested, I'd share my other weird experiences, but for now I need help with this. So, when I read this, I looked in the comments and I wanted to see if he shared any of his other ex- or his or her other experiences and I didn't find anything. But uh, I just thought it was super sweet how the grandfather like I wouldn't want any help. If I died in my sleep every night and my grandfather showed up to help me live through my dreams hmm You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. i kind of sweet.
0: And it's, but I think, that, I think that this person is, like, worried, like, they want their grandfather to be, like, on the other side, peaceful. Because I feel like sometimes you think yeah. of, like, you see spirits or you have so many experiences with them, like, you think that they're clearly here and they can't move on to the other side. Um, yeah. But if, I mean, my advice would be, to sage and communicate. Like, I just feel like those are the two main safest ways to, like... Communication! Period. (laughs) Communication. (laughs) Clapping my hands to emphasize it. (laughs) Like, I mean... I if if I felt the presence of my grandparents around as much as this person is claiming I would not personally want to do anything but that's me being selfish and like me wanting to feel my grandparents all the time because they were such a positive um special part of my life um but unfortunately like not all of us get to have that type of experience so I personally I'd be like I'd I'd want to have that all the time but I feel like the grass is always greener you know
1: no, yeah, exactly, and I was thinking the same thing, like, my grandfather passed away when I was 18, yeah, I was 18 years old, and I haven't had any experiences, like, with him, really, but I think it's the same thing, where it, where it's kind of, like, a bittersweet, okay, like, yeah, like, I do get to still have him in my life and my dreams or whatever, but that mm-hmm. means he hasn't moved on completely.
0: Yeah. All right, my next story is titled, Anyone Else Grew Up in a Weird Town?, <laughs> Growing up... I can answer that for you. Fuck yes. Um, Growing up in a family-friendly Missouri tourist town in the late 90s and early 2000s, I saw and heard about my my fair share of strange goings-on. But for some reason, when I was a kid, I just chalked it up to me being young and knowing adults said that kids had a huge and wild imagination. Sure, I saw ghosts, UFOs, and cryptids, and I thought that was all cool, but that it was common and a thing that all kids experienced. These weren't really what stood out to me, though. It was the people and the situations. A few examples. I didn't spend much time in the woods by myself because I was a very cautious and anxious kid. But a few of the memories I have of playing in the woods by my house, I happened upon this tall European dude that didn't creep me out at all for some reason, even though he was very out of place. He was jogging through thick woodland and honestly didn't feel creepy to me and though I had a really good feel for those something's not right here moments, he was super friendly but seemed anxious to get back to his jog he explained that he was in the US on a work visa and that he was having an extraordinary time here. He then shifted his eyes around and asked if I knew anywhere I could find some. He tapped his nostril with his finger (laughs) And me, being like 11 and sheltered, I was like, what? And he laughed and jogged off. Bitch, you're asking an 11-year-old for coke? What is going on? Okay, that was just the first example, all right? There's more. Buckle up, folks. Example two, if you're close to the right redneck, they will straight-up murder anyone for you and remind you of that fact too much. Tiger King much? I, knew a kid, I was about to say,
1: that sounds very personal to this person. Right?
0: Um, I knew a kid that admitted to a dude like that, that he was getting bullied by another one of our classmates. He, I went to a school where the cliche popular kids were the counterculture because the weird ones had basically taken over that small, strange, tiny school. That sounds great. Uh, that sounds like my type of school, but <sighs> all right, unpopular opinion, I guess. He, I think, is technically still missing, so I won't give a ton of sure. detail. Basically, redneck, and his friends chased this guy off the road and kidnapped him, and then, quote, had some fun for a few days until he died, end quote. Dude was oh evil, God. as far as i concerned, back in the day. But thinking back now, if that actually happened, I don't think anyone deserves to be tortured to death. All right, example three. I worked once with a pedophile overnight at Walmart oh my god didn't even need to tell me where you worked i could have picked walmart and put money (laughs) on it anyway there were several red flags but being a teenager and not a people person i unfortunately never told anyone but fortunately he did end up getting arrested less than fortunately he was let go for providing information leading to the arrest of several men or women in a child porn ring one of which I recognized in the local news as being an infamous creep among local kids. He stunk to hell high of B.O., was hella chatty with kids, and I saw him working at so many kids' hotspots from theaters to parks, etc. One of my friends back in the day was known for spinning a long tail for attention, and we didn't believe him when we were kids, but he told me and a few others this story when we all couldn't be older than 12, 13 My friend actually acted and sang in a local comedy music show, and the creep was in staff and straight up asked if he wanted to do some gross shit with him. Obviously, my my friend said no, but the guy I guess, then went on to explain that he was in fact a pedo, quote, but never breaks the law, end quote, and that he only played with kids that consent and want to have a good time. It still makes me sick. Honestly, that's just a few completely random instances that come from my hometown, but there are a myriad of others. Curious to find out how fucked up yours were. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to look back on fucked up town house, like town, uh, hometown experiences, I lived down the street from a guy that used to work in my school, in my middle school. He was like, a assistant basketball coach. He refed all of my, like, rec basketball games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he always thought he was, like, super cool because he, like, hung out with all the popular older kids even though he was, like, in his late 20s. I'm like, dude, you're hanging out with middle schoolers, but, like, okay. That's
1: weird. Yeah.
0: Um, but I guess it, like, was an ego boost for him. And then come to find out the day before he was supposed to be sworn in to be, like, a police officer in our town, he was... Um, He was found being, like, on this, like, dark web of, like, child pornography. And get this. Okay. So that was what he was getting arrested for, right? So the police come in. They arrest him. And the police say, they're like, do you know why you're being arrested? And he goes, oh, is it because I had sex with that underage girl? Ah. (laughs) And they were like, no, but charged. And it was a girl that was a couple years older than me that, like, we all knew. And, like, apparently they were, like, in a relationship, and, like, she was, like, 15. He was, like, 21, 22. Oh, yeah. God. And so, uh, so yeah. I don't think he ever went to, like, he went to jail until he got bailed out. But then I think he just was, like, on probation because it was, like, a strike one sort of thing. But now he's a salesperson. He, he sells people travel packages to Disney World.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah what what a man i I horrifying
0: horrifying like and this is what i don't get from disney's point of view like i love you disney but like how are you gonna hire a travel agent like booking agent for a kid's park and like i i looked him up on instagram not too long ago and he's like one of those people that like goes to disney world like every other month nice
1: yeah which but wait no he's a pedophile that's not nice but
0: that's the thing it's like that's awesome that you're going to disney but not that you're going to disney because you're a pedophile (laughs) like anyone else i'd be like that's so fucking dope like i wish i was rich but um how are you allowed to work for disney and how are you allowed in the parks
1: holy shit
0: creepy right
1: holy shit yeah just new
0: jersey things seriously all right what's your this is your last story right
1: (laughs) yeah okay so it's called I Wasn't Scared. See, this is what I mean when I talk about how some titles are just so, like, ominous and, like, cliffhangery. Now I know. I want to know why he invented. wasn't
0: scared. I need to know.
1: Why wasn't the bitch scared? Okay. <laughs> so. So I work in a jewelry store that has a full service shop. The building has been there since 1884. I am third generation. I have an apartment on the third floor. So during the strange time, I have just been in and out of the store in uh, doing odds and ends. So, of course, there's the story of a janitor from the early 1900s that fell down our basement steps and died. Of course I
0: there is. I don't know
1: the validity of it, huh?
0: Of course there is. Of course there's a typical story like that.
1: Of course. Uh, I don't know the validity of it, but there's been a laundry list of strange shit that has happened, not only in the building, but actually the whole downtown block we are attached to. I could go for days about the paranormal teams that and people that have been that have had... Okay, wow, sorry. (laughs) I could go for days about the paranormal teams that people have had in their buildings just in the last decade over whatever it is. I have lived here off and on for 40 years, so there's just been things that aren't right. I always told myself if I ever went toe-to-toe with this thing, I would absolutely lose my shit. (laughs) So last Wednesday, I was opening the vault, grabbing some stuff for the last of our customers to pick up, amongst other random stuff. I saw someone in the shop, assumed it was my brother and just didn't hear him and said, Hey. No answer. I look over and this was and the shadow this was a shadow of a man and he walked straight through our buff machine. It's about five feet tall and back towards the wall and just looked up at the wall and was gone. Here's the thing I just watched it and not a hair or goosebum arose. It was as though it was just meant to be there as i was to be breathing i i just thought to myself huh <laughs> <Casual>. <laughs> all that work up in my mind and it was like nothing no ill will nothing terrifying just happened in like normal business anyone ever have anything like that happen
0: hmm it, it makes me wonder like is there supposed to be some sort of sign that this person is supposed to get from this experience because it's not freaking them out
1: exactly not a hair scanning up nothing i would be free i would shit my pants and run out of that building that would be you say that and
0: that person thought the same thing but like if it's if it's a message meant for you i think that a spirit can like manipulate how you feel like your emotions and you know um especially if it's like i mean i if do you think it's the janitor like what do you think it is
1: I think it's a residual haunting, so it's definitely someone who belongs there. Oh, you know what I mean? Because if they didn't belong there, they wouldn't have been so comfortable there as to just kind of walk through an area and stare at a wall and whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, true, true. I wonder, if, so if this person was just staring at a wall, do you think that maybe in their past life there was something there that they could have been looking at, or...?
1: Yeah, Yeah. like a clock, just checking the time, seeing if it's time to do janitor stuff or not.
0: (laughs) Just janitor things. (laughs) Just janitor things. That's the theme of this episode today. Just blank things. (laughs) All right, this is my last story, okay? Uh, Okay. It is titled, My Very First Experience Seeing a Ghost. I have many experiences feeling or experiencing paranormal stuff. This story is the very first time I experienced something out of the ordinary. I was about Ooh. yeah. I was about five or six years old. I used to sleep in a small room with my mom. We shared the same bed and room. The room didn't have a door. The room was also about eight by eight feet. It was small. There was only a small bed and a wardrobe. It was also my grandma's house. One night, I wake up during the night and notice a lady standing slash floating watching me by the door. Her face was blurry and her body was long with a white dress, kind of like a wedding dress or a gown dress. When I noticed her, I wasn't scared or feel anything scary. I was just staring at it as well. I also tried to wake up my mom saying, Mom, there's a lady at the door. She would just ignore me and didn't want to look at it. A few more seconds of me staring at it, I went to bed. The next morning, I tell my family about it during breakfast, but everyone just ignored me and told me it was a part of my imagination or a dream. As I grew older, my older cousins would tell me that paranormal stuff always happened in that house, that during the nighttime in the kitchen, utensils would start making noise and plates would be moved around as well as cups. It was like Beauty and the Beast. Right? As if someone was cooking. Then one time, one family member told me that my grandma's mom used to live in that house and used to sleep in the room I slept with my mom when I was young. She also passed away in her sleep in that room. So after years of wondering what I saw, I finally had closure. My dead great grandmother visited me because she never met me before and just wanted to say hi. I also feel like she looks out over me. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I just thought that's like a nice little way to like sum up this episode in a little sweet note, you know? Mm-hmm. But um I love that. Yeah, like I love I love seeing it it's interesting, like you see like the grandparents are usually the people or the this one's a great grandmother that never got to experience seeing her great-grandchild or great-grandson and um, just wanted to let them know that they're a spirit guide for them or they're a guardian angel and that they're just looking out for them no matter what. So, this is cute. Um, So, yeah, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things. And um, Is it spiel time? Yes. Let's do our social media, and then we're going to hop on and we're going to do our Instagram live, okay? Okay. So... Follow our Instagram at Just Bully Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and Lily Baldessari. You can follow our Twitter at Just, uh, JGT Podcast. I got you there. Facebook <laughs> Just Holy Things Podcast. Our private Facebook group Just Holy Things Podcast Group. Our Patreon just Cooling things podcast and if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show you can email us at just Cooling things podcast <laughs> to gmail.com and if you're <laughs> listening to this on apple podcast rate us five stars give us an awesome review screenshot your favorite episode post it on all your social media even if it's not apple Podcasts, spotify google play however you listen to us screenshot It takes less than two minutes and the more ratings, reviews, the uh, reviews and views we actually get on our podcast, the higher up the charts we get. So let's get to the top charts by the end of 2020. If 2020 is going to be a shitty year, let's end on somewhat of a positive note and get to like the top of the charts. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty dope. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye.